your farm and your future matter to us. Welcome to Dairy Stream, a podcast focusing on opportunities and challenges impacting the future of dairy. This podcast is brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations fighting for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. Welcome back to Dairy Stream. There is a lot of dialogue around artificial intelligence, and this was the topic during the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference in January. Our guest today was also the speaker at Dairy Strong, and you can listen to his presentation on artificial intelligence in agriculture on the Dairy Strong YouTube channel. Well, today we will dive into how artificial intelligence fits into the equation for the dairy industry. We will learn more about the use of AI on dairy farms, and the second part will cover AI data ownership and security. Our guest today is Yazir Kokar, the co-founder and CEO of Connectera, an artificial intelligence company. Yazir has an impressive background of leading the transformation of Microsoft Office into a cloud business. Yazir co-founded Connectera in 2014 with the idea of how to use AI to help solve dairy's biggest challenges. Well, Yazir, as you know, many dairy farms are generational. So if we were talking to a farmer right now, he could tell you or she could tell you about how their grandfathers were using horsepower literally, to work the land. And now fast forward to this generation, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Can you just paint a picture of what AI could look like on a dairy farm? Sure. Um, I think before I answer that question, kind of have to figure out what are the problems that we're seeing that have changed over the years, right? So from generation to generation, I think every generation had its own set of challenges. And fast forward to today, when you talk to producers and farmers, one of the key things that comes up is labor. Hey, I just don't have enough people. I can't find the right skill set. I can't find enough people to get the job done on my farm. You also look at the advancement of mechanization and robotics. And a lot of these things are really trying to solve for these fundamental labor problems. So when we talk about artificial intelligence, you have to sort of look at it from the lens of saying, well, this could actually help solve some of these challenges and forget what AI is as a technology. What it can do for you is it can help us help our machines get smarter. So when you're talking about robots or robotics, well, there, there's a ton of automation that bring that comes with it, and AI can help that machine get smarter. When you think about the amount of time that farmers have or don't have in a day, and you say, "Hey, can I can I use some type of technology to help me make better decisions?" Well, that's also artificial intelligence because it can help you with decision support. And then when you think about, especially in the context of dairy where a lot of the work that was happening in the past decades was observational, like you're walking the pens, you're looking at cows, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Well, again, that learning can help because sensors, computer vision, cameras are all being powered by this technology. So if I take a step back and say, well, what is the picture of AI in a farm? It's really about decision support. It's about being your co-pilot, helping you make better decisions, automating some of those, the data that you need to crunch to get to those decisions. It's about automation in your machinery, and it's about sensing. And I think these are some of the key things that fit within the challenges that we're seeing in the industry today. Do you think the physical dairy farm will look different with artificial intelligence? I think some of 
The components that go inside it, yes, and you're already seeing this change happen. You've got like 30 years ago, did you have networks or uh, Wi-Fi in your barn as a requirement? You didn't, and now you do, right? So I think this change, it's not going to come in one big wave and the barns is going to be architecturally different and you're going to have a completely different layout. But things like networks, things like better technology infrastructure, perhaps uh, better sensing equipment, whether that's cameras or sensors and machines that are smarter are going to be the norm. And it's almost like the ventilation, the milking system, everything's going to be connected to AI. So what a system might already be set up, it's just having that more of that technology there, like you said. Now, we hear a lot of conversation around ChatGPT. Does ChatGPT or other applications fit into the agriculture? And how do these applications differ? So ChatGPT has become pretty popular and it, it's enormously popular now because it sort of found this really interesting use case where pretty much anybody who has access to the internet can go and start chatting with this machine and you can ask it questions and it gives you some really interesting and smart answers. But fundamentally what ChatGPT is, is exactly that. It's a chat interface. But the interesting bit is what is behind ChatGPT. And that is the technology that makes it smart. And without going into too technical detail about it, ChatGPT is just a prompt interface. You type a question and it gives you a smart answer because it's actually learned something from the internet. That learning technology in the back is what I think fits into agriculture. Now, do I see farmers sitting around a computer or a phone and texting in questions um, into an interface and trying to get answers? I'm not so sure because the investment required to formulate a question is too high. From our experience, uh, you need to simplify it. This chat-based interface is, I'm not sure. I don't think this has um, a use case that we have found today. However, again, going back to the tech that powers that intelligence, that certainly has a lot of implications in agriculture. And one other thing that I'd like to throw into the mix. Chat GPT, at least the ones that we are popular today, they are trained on text-based data. So you ask a question in text and you get a response largely in text. And this technology is evolving where you can train the AI with text, video, and sound. And once this comes together, I think that's when you're going to see that in agriculture, it's going to become really interesting because farming and agriculture is not just about text. It's about observation. It's about listening. It's about seeing. And I think that is very, very interesting. One thing you're talking about is we still have to be there, be present, knowing what's going on. But also there's a lot of outside factors that could play into the dairy industry, whether that's the weather, world events, markets. How is AI going to take that into consideration with helping farmers make decisions? Well, it's already doing that today. So again, ChatGPT as, as the example, it has access or it can have access to tools and you can actually have uh, this chat GPT interface talk to the internet. You can have it talk to commodity markets, stock trades. You can also hook it up to your own data. So when you ask it a question, 
it can figure out and it can reason and say, hey, I need to go look at weather data, I need to go look at commodity data, and I need to analyze this to come up with a sensible answer, right? So this is already there, and this is one of the very powerful paradigms of this technology that it figures out where to go to look for more information. Um, so this is already happening, and any AI for agriculture that comes in the future will have these capabilities. And where is the dairy industry at implementing AI? You know, surprisingly, I think dairy has done well with respect to this technology. And again, I want to maybe make a small distinction. So there's this idea of AI, which is this generalized intelligence. It knows everything, right? But then you've got like a subset of that, which is called machine learning, which is slightly different. But if you take the latest collars and sensors today that are in the market, so you know, heat detection collars and health detection, they're already using a form of AI. They, it's, it's mathematical, it's statistical, but they're using it. Computer vision, where you can use to calculate body condition scoring or lameness or identify animals, is also using a form of artificial intelligence. So it's already happening, and this has been happening for a number of years now. However, if you take the concept of this generalized computer synthetic intelligence that is what AI is sort of kind of known for. I think much like every other industry, dairy is at par. You don't have actual applications today, but they will come in the future. So the short answer is, I think dairy has done pretty well in adopting some of this technology. It's still early days, but it's sort of leapfrogged in a way because this tech has so much potential for agriculture. Right. And I know that you're you're based out of Europe. So how is the Europe dairy industry compared to the United States and in, in terms of AI? That's a good question. Um, I'd be conjecturing. I don't have any market data or hard facts about it. Um, but one thing that is pretty, uh, pretty evident is European farms and dairy farms are just smaller. And as a consequence, you have a lot more automation. Robotics is much more prevalent here in Europe than it is in the United States. Um, but you're actually trying to solve for the same fundamental problem of labor and automation. And I think U.S. farms are larger. Some of them may not fit the profile for robotics, but they're still looking for automation. And as a consequence, if you take AI as a technology, it'll be applied in both regions, albeit slightly differently. Um, when it comes to European farms, it might be in the form of AI in the robot itself, whereas if it's in the United States, it might be AI that helps you make better decisions and automates some of the across-platform uh, problems that you have across machinery today. So we have a couple more questions before we wrap up this first part of Dairy Stream. And Yazer, yeah, if someone already has uh, the neck collars or they have robotics on their farm and they want to implement another form of AI, how do they make them all connect and work together? Or if they're looking at doing some of that camera monitoring types AI, how can they implement that if they want to have it all kind of on one system? And I know this might get more technical. <laughs> well, uh, the, the easy answer is you should come talk to us because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, I don't want to be like a, a, put a shameless plug here in the podcast about Connectera, but that's kind of the heart of what we're doing. We're sort of looking at bringing in all of your different data sources and trying to make sense of that data so you can make better decisions. And what we're finding is there's this enormous amount of data that gets generated on a farm. 
And I believe that's a hidden asset for farmers, which is very hard to unlock. But if you can unlock that, the insights that you get out of it are absolutely phenomenal in helping you make better decisions for the future, given the volatility that can exist in this profession. And one reason why I'm asking this is I know we have member dairy farms that range from 120 cows to 15,000 cows. So some of those larger dairies already have a lot of this technology. I just don't want them to be intimidated to say, I got to add another form of technology. So is it pretty simple that if you're working with a dairy farm that has 15,000 cows that you can take all of that data and add it to a system? Right. So we're not trying to make yet another interface. I think the one thing that we we know is, hey, um, farmers do not want yet another app, yet another system, yet another screen, right? That's just a no-no. So what we're trying to do is bundle that whole thing together. So bringing all of your data to one place, using AI technology to make sense of it. So you only really have to pay attention, look at one system that can help you make sense of the underlying data that you've got. Um, so that's exactly where we're headed. And in the large dairies that we're working with, you actually find a lot of instances where they've got somebody dedicated to uh, building reports and trying to make insights out of it. And we're sort of saying, hey, you don't really need to do that, right? This is something that we can just take care of it for you. And we can apply some pretty cutting edge tech to help unlock um, and again, reduce the overhead on your labor. Yazir Kokar has been our guest, and we're going to have one more question as we wrap up this first part. In agriculture, we still need doers. What are some future careers in agriculture that you see that we can um, balance thinkers and doers? Yeah, great question. If by doers we mean when we're out there in the field, we're working with our hands, hey, that's, that's the least likely place that AI is going to replace itself. Um, obviously, there's a, a mechanization and robotics argument that goes um, into the face of that. Having said that, if you look at the history, every new technology has changed and created new types of jobs, and it's actually done good for us as humanity. Like 70 or 80 years ago, who knew of a title called data scientist or software engineer? It just didn't exist. Now you've got an entire industry around it. If I was to project into the future, I think you're going to see in the dairy industry, dairy data analysts. You're going to see folks that are looking at how to make sense out of this data and using AI to help them do it. It's not going to replace jobs, but it's going to create new types of jobs. Lots of exciting opportunity. And even for people that have been removed from the family farm, they can come back in and, and be on the farm, um, not physically actually farming, but like you said, analyzing the data. So our first part focused on that artificial intelligence on the dairy farm. And the next part of Dairy Stream, we're going to talk about data ownership, privacy, and security. So stay with us. We will be right back with Dairy Stream after we hear from our sponsor. The Conectera team is on a mission to empower the dairy industry to increase productivity while reducing the impact of farming on the planet. How do we do this? We've built a platform that transforms data into intelligent digital experiences and products, solving problems for farmers, farm advisors, and companies across the dairy industry. Now, how does it work? Our industry-leading data integration capabilities and cutting-edge artificial intelligence models power an easy-to-use app and APIs. Our solutions save customers value 
valuable time, empower better decision-making, and facilitate better collaboration across the value chain. Visit Conectera.ai to learn more. The Dairy Stream Podcast is brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. This second part will focus on data ownership, security, and regulation. So we have all this data. Now, how do we protect it? Yazer, what are some basic security and privacy items farmers need to take into consideration? Let's just start with basic hygiene. Don't share your passwords. You know, we, we see this a lot happen on the farm. I know that the environment is trusted. You've, you've got people that you trust. But as I would say to anybody um, that I would ever meet as a consumer of technology, start with basic hygiene, right? Um, password sharing, multi-factor auth, networks on the farm. A lot of them are just consumer Great networks, you may want to consider going a step higher. And in a way to answer the question about security and privacy, I think we need to first identify what are the threat vectors? What are we trying to protect against? Are we trying to protect against um, ransomware, financial loss, bad actors, or you just don't want data to get into the hands of folks you don't know or folks who might use it against you? So I think if we start from there, then we have to think about different strategies for each of these. One thing that I could say as guidance is, it's a pretty simple principle that we have in, even in Connectera. If you're going to talk about data, you need to know who you're giving it to. You should ask, what are they going to do with the data? And you should also ask for transparency, which is, hey, if I don't want my data to be shared anymore, I should have the right to revoke the use of my data. So those are the three things that I would say are absolute fundamental, along with the basic hygiene of passwords and multi-auth and better networks, which I would apply to all, um, all consumers of technology. A lot of basics I feel like that we're already familiar with. Who can help support farmers in keeping their information safe? Well, if it comes to basic stuff, hey, it's Geek Squad is a good place to start. And, you know, I'm not endorsing Geek Squad in any way, but I think it's a service that you could use or a service like them um, to just do a quick check of your fundamental infrastructure on the farm, because a lot of tech that we see on farm is just consumer grade set up by, you know, your uh, your young uh, son, daughter, nephew, niece, et cetera, or somebody that you know. So it's a good idea to have a check on that professionally. I think the second stage is you have to look at organizations that would specialize in data. So I would really urge farmers to ask the questions on, all right, how are you going to protect my data? Are you on the cloud? Are you using any standards? Um, what are your data security and privacy policies? Have you ever had problems? Have you ever been hacked? Have you had ransomware? So ask these questions with from the vendors that you're talking to and you're dealing with and make an informed decision before you start handing over your data because again depending on the threat vectors you don't know what you don't know right right i know you could have insurance on everything do you rely on whoever you're doing business with to have insurance if there was a ransom or should you be taking on extra insurance to help protect your data Cybersecurity, cyber insurance is there. I would look at it on a case by case basis based on where you are, what are you protecting against, and what is the size of your operation, and what would be the harmful outcomes. And it doesn't take a long time just to sit down and 
draw this out and say, okay, what are the consequences for this and what are some of the mitigation factors? I wouldn't recommend cybersecurity um, insurance for let's say a very small dairy for a hundred cows, but if you're running a large operation, you've got lots of labor, you've got challenges that you feel could be high risk if let's say your video data leaked, right? And there are bad actors that could do something that you know is not it's not true or spin it in different ways. Hey, you might want to think about it at that point and take uh, cybersecurity insurance and invest in a resilient infrastructure. Do you have any concerns with food security and artificial intelligence? You know, um, the one concern I would have is the concern of what if you don't use technology and with what is happening in this industry with labor, with climate change, with all the changes that are happening around us, I firmly believe that you're going to need tech to make better decisions in the face of these challenges. So I sort of have a a view, which is, what if you don't do this? And that to me is a bit scary. I mean, I can even speak to my own family farm, trying to dabble into some more technology and how much it's improved just from my dad running it now to my brother and having that younger generation bringing this technology into the farm. It's It's been a game changer in our crops and, and milk production. Now, does AI and agriculture need to be regulated? And I know sometimes I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because you want to say yes and no, because we don't want things getting out of control. What's your perspective on regulation? and artificial intelligence? So there's already a debate going on with regulation in, in Congress with OpenAI and Microsoft and all of these actors saying regulate us. And I think in agriculture and farmers need to pay attention to what's happening there because just as a consumer of technology, irrespective of your profession and your job as a farmer or an advisor and in, in the industry itself, it impacts us all. So this AI technology that we have does have a dark side to it that could be that could impact us and you can think of simple cases like scams you could think of uh, other issues with what happens if this gets into the hand of cyber criminals and all of that stuff right so watch out for what is happening there when it comes to ai in agriculture the idea that ai will take over your farm and do things uh, that would harm the operation is not something of a problem today and I don't think AI or this technology is anywhere near those levels or will be for the foreseeable future. Having said that, I would also watch out for over-regulating this tech because farmers have a huge benefit to gain from this technology. And I would also say we need to watch out in this industry that you don't get over-regulated so that you stifle innovation and that you stifle the applications that we're going to need so we actually need a bit more freedom to use this and see the benefits of this on the ground. A lot of our members, you know, go to Washington, D.C. or Madison and they connect with their lawmakers. If you were in their shoes or you were in one of those meetings, what would you want to be sharing with the lawmaker? I'd share with them the benefits that tech has brought to farming. And I would share with them some of the case studies and stories like you mentioned on your farm, and there are others as well, saying, hey, look, we deployed this technology. Here is how our productivity is going up. Here is how we've solved for labor challenges. And I would actually argue with lawmakers that you need to give us better technology infrastructure. So we need broadband. We need fiber into every farm, right? Support us with um, securing our infrastructure on the farm. 
against cyber threats, help us get more resilient tech, you know? So those would be the things that I would argue against and say, hey, this is what we really need because tech is gonna help us. And when it comes to regulation, keep an eye out on the broader picture of AI tech as a consumer because those will impact all of us. Last question as we wrap up this episode of Dairy Stream. The AI technology is moving at a fast pace. What do you foresee happening in the next five years? And I don't know if five years is too too far out. <laughs> and how can farmers prepare themselves? Oh, boy, if I knew the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> you know, um, where we are today, we couldn't have predicted this five years ago. And a lot of what has happened in the last six to nine months has been pretty unprecedented as a breakthrough, um, just in terms of how some of this tech has just leaped. It's made a big leap. In the next five years, really, really hard to say where this is going to go, but I'll share directionally. I think it's going to keep evolving. There is going to be a lot of people on both sides of the fence, there's going to be AI maximalists are saying, unleash this technology, we should take it everywhere. There's going to be people on the other side of the fence saying, regulate it, put it into a box and never let it out. It's, it's you know, it's like nuclear codes. Um, and I think these debates are, are healthy. They've happened with every tech that has come out, and we're going to see more of these debates in the future. We're also, I believe, going to see the first set of applications. Right now, you don't actually have real applications of AI. I think Microsoft is going to be the first to bring this out with Microsoft Office, for example. They've said they're going to do that. That was probably going to be the first one. And I would love to see more AI adoption with farmers in the United States off this tech because I firmly believe it's going to, it's going to make us better. If we look at other industries, and I know I said that was the last question. I got one more. <laughs> Since, sure. we, since we still have you on the line, mm -hmm. uh, what industry is going to be leading? I mean, you say Microsoft's probably going to come out. They're going to be releasing it. What's the next competitor? Is agriculture going to be in line with transportation industry, the healthcare industry in, with utilizing AI? Right now, it seems that tech itself is getting disrupted with its own creation. And I think the tech industry, software engineers are now using AI to write code, mm -hmm. right? So there is AI that can write software code for them. And that used to be the job of a software engineer. Um, you're also going to see that in office-based applications like Microsoft Office-based applications. I think it's going to show up there first. And that is going to give people a broad taste of what the shortcomings and benefits of this tech are going to be. Agriculture, I think, might actually be one of the, in my opinion, it should be one of the top five use cases after that. Definitely. It's what's providing for our, for our country, for our people. Absolutely. Well, like I said in the beginning, from horsepower to artificial intelligence, the generation of family farms has seen the industry move forward. And we have some exciting times ahead of us. And we are glad to have people like Yazer to share his experience and intelligence with us. And we appreciate your time for joining us on Dairy Stream. I'm your host, Joanna Guza. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, email us at podcast at dairyforward.com.